Welcome to Punchboard Paradise, a podcast coming to you from the heartland of America in Omaha, Nebraska, where we discuss the world of tabletop gaming, the topics that affect our hobby, and give fair and honest reviews to the industry's hottest new games. In tonight's episode, the Punchboarders will give you their top 10 lists. Hello, everybody. I'm Clef. Hey, I'm Chad. Now I'm Richie. So, guys, the other night, I got to go to a concert. Like a like a rock and roll concert or like a strings orchestra uh, Well, concert? I guess you could call it a rock and roll concert. Uh, it was Metallica. You go, oh, all right. Okay. I know Metallica. And I, I used to be a huge, huge Metallica fan when I was 15 years old. And they played really good music, and then at one point they decided to become a pop band, and I stopped liking them. Uh, Corey right now is cringing. Uh, <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, well, you know, are you saying they sold out? Is that what you're saying? I, I will never say anything about a band selling out. To me, the object of a of a band is to make money, sure. and they did what they wanted to. It, You know, it, and Corey brought this uh, kind of comparison up, and, and it's true. Some bands change, uh, like for instance, I mean, the Beatles compare, you know, early Beatles compared to late Beatles is absolutely a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Metallica. They they kind of changed as who they were as artists and did kind of go more melodic and kind of more, I mean, I don't want to use the word pop because people probably be a little angry at that, but I mean, they definitely softened who they were and wasn't exactly just the kind of music for me, but Corey really wanted me to see him again. So I went along. Well, the Beatles, the Beatles broke up. But Metallica, I mean, they didn't really break. I don't know a lot about Metallica, but they didn't. They didn't well, break up, did they, they had a uh, early Metallica. They, their bassist died in 1986, and they got a new bassist. That's a good reason for a break. Well, like yes, that. <laughs> but then their their new bassist, uh, Jason Newstead, he was with them for I don't know some period of time, and then he left them, and they got some other dude who looks like a big muscle man. I don't even know. I don't know what his name is. Uh, I mean, the concert was good for what it was, but for me. You know, they didn't play enough old stuff, and even some of the old stuff that they played, you could, I mean, you got to think, I mean, they've got to be close to 60 years old now. I mean, it's, it's getting up there to play, you know, hard, heavy metal, you know? Richie, can you identify, do you have a band that you just sort of dropped off liking or, you know, you don't care about? I pretty much, <laughs> my job, I, <laughs> I have headphones on 40 hours a week. Okay. And for the, I've been there eight years now. For the first three years, I listened to all my music. And I, you know, I listen to rap, I listen to metal, across the board, different things. Uh, and now I just can't listen to music. And I, I've just burned out on all my music, and I just basically stick to podcasts for the most so, part. So all music, <laughs> all yeah. bands, he is Yeah, he is done. So, uh, Richie, what would you say is your number one podcast that you listen to? You mean After Us? Oh, yes. I mean, after <laughs> Punchboard Paradise. That's what I mean. That was a given. <laughs> yeah, that's an easy one. Um, probably the Tony Kornheiser show, just because I, I, I do a lot of sports, and that one is, they don't really talk about sports. He just kind of goes on old man rants, which oh, I can okay. appreciate. Well, do they kiss butt to Ohio State? Is that why? No, he actually hates Urban Meyer. <laughs> okay, good. All right, I'm good. All right. Well, speaking of sports and games, right, we're going we're gonna to move on, and we're going to give you... What people have been asking for, at least in our Slack chat, uh, they have been asking for our top 10 games. I think this is a good topic because if you're going to listen to reviews, you kind of want to know what the reviewer really likes. You want to know where they're coming from. You want to know if they jive with your tastes. So this is what we're going to do for you tonight. We're not going to do a Kickstarter 
corner or emails or anything. We're just going to go straight into it and give you our top 10 games. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to roll for it, see who goes first, and I'm going to I'm going to tell you what the rules are here. We are also going to gamify this. We're all we have all made lists ahead of time and we are going to try to guess each other's top 10. So we will get a point if the game we guessed is in the top 10 of that person, and we will get another point if we guessed it in the correct position. We've all written these down ahead of time. We're going to roll for initiative, and we are going to see who goes first. All right, loyal audience, are you ready? Here we go. We are going to roll off for the first player initiative. Do we all have 10-sided dice? Yes. All right. I'm just making sure. <laughs> what, you think I got a 20 <laughs> over here? cheating here. Okay, here we go. I got a nine. You got a seven. I got a three. All right. So Richie's going first, I'm going second, and Chad's going last, or Richie's going last? Richie actually, can will... pick the order. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go last, actually. You want to go last? Yeah. So Chad's goes first, Chad I go goes second. Chad goes first, because okay. Chad always, he's kind of the wild card of the group, <laughs> and I think. I am the wild card. <laughs> As Chad was saying, I mean, a lot of podcasts will do, everybody does their number 10, their number 9, but we feel like this way, you'll get to... Spend a good 20 minutes with Chad down his road of favorite games. Okay, and the other thing is, we are going to time this sucker. So each of us gets 20 minutes total. Let's let's say 22, because you want to give a couple of minutes of how you did your list. Oh, okay. So we'll Fair give enough. you, or maybe we'll let you say how you did your list, and then we'll start the timer at 20 minutes. All right, I like that idea. Okay. Okay, so here we go. For me... Uh, I picked this list, and it's based on one of my new favorite things, uh, a podcast called Five Games for Doomsday. If you haven't checked out this list, oh my gosh, you really should. Ben Maddox is killing it. Five Games for Do- for Doomsday. It's basically just an excuse to interview people in the board game industry and ask them their five essential games that they'd take if there was an apocalypse. But he gets such great interviews out of these people. So you should really check this out. I picked 10 games in different categories that I would kind of really care about. Now, I will say these would probably turn out to be my top 10 games anyway. But I got to break these down a little bit into categories, maybe. We'll kind of see how this works. Yeah, already throwing a wrench into my list here. <laughs> <laughs> my this list is... for Chad, I can just throw it out the window after <laughs> what he did. No, this is just for me. And 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 again, like I said, if you haven't checked out uh, Five Games for Doomsday, you really should. Because he makes me feel like maybe I should just hand in my microphone. All right. So you ready, Clef? I am ready. I am on the timer. On okay. mark. Get set. Go. All right. So my number 10, it is also number 10 because I have had the least plays of it probably, but I still have had uh, four plays, I think. And this game, you know, when I started the hobby, I thought, I don't like pick up and deliver. Don't like it at all. I don't care for it. But you know what? I just didn't like pick up and deliver in some of the games that I had played. I like it with some other mechanisms. Here's the game that I really love. Tramways by Albin Viard. I had it on my list. <laughs> I refused to put it on my list <laughs> out, of, out of principle. <laughs> I do not like that game. So Tramways is great because it has deck building with some pickup and deliver elements. The auction is really interesting to me. And I I love what this game is trying to do. Now, this game is not for everybody, and it's not for Richie. And it tries. Nope. <laughs> it's not for Clef. <laughs> okay, I guess it's not for either of them. But it tries to 
it, it tries to impose on you some some definite restrictions. You're taking on stress pretty constantly, but at the same time, you are using your deck of cards to take your actions. And the hand management and deck building in this game is what really elevates it to another level. I can't wait to get more plays in. And I was actually surprised. I don't play solo a lot, but I was actually surprised with how the solo game was interesting to me as well. So Tramways is my number 10. Number nine is a game that I'm not, I'm not like Richie on this sort of thing, but I will say that it is important to me and I enjoy a lot of these games. And when I was really thinking about it and making my list, I had to include a game like this on my list because it's, it's just essential for me. So my number nine game is Stickelm which is a trick-taking game, and and it's a, a German trick-taking game out there. It's a great one. Nope. Didn't even think about this one. <laughs> no. I didn't, I didn't have that at all. I'm telling you, I, I, I can just delete my list that I made for Chad because I'm not even Really? One close. point might win it? <laughs> no, <laughs> but listen so. up. You definitely want to try this game out. Now, I got mine imported for Germany for a very cheap cost, and the great thing is, I'm not a big take that person, but in this case, with Stiekeln, it's a great trick-taking game with a huge take that element. When you are taking tricks, usually you want to pay attention because somebody picks a pain suit at the beginning of the round, and they are going to lose major points if they have to take tricks that include that suit in it. So you're trying to feed cards that hit that suit when they take that trick and man it is so fun to do i really enjoy this game steak is my number nine solid choice yeah good game okay so for my number eight i really have to say that this designer has been up and coming for me i stayed away from the designer for a long time because i heard about how dry he was but I can't, I can't do it anymore, and I have to have in my top 10 games that I take with me an auction game, and one of the quintessential auction games for me is Modern Art. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't know who this person is. Yeah, anymore. I'm not sure who's talking right now. <laughs> but here, here's the deal. Now, this had to vie for uh, this position with Raw, and I, I've only gotten to play Raw, actually, two. I think two times now, and... So I couldn't really, in good conscience, put Raw in here. But I think modern art actually works better for me anyway because the auctions are so varied. So in other words, you have a whole bunch of different types of auctions you get to use with your cards. And so that's that's really why I love modern art. And again, we've talked about this on the, show, on the podcast before, but I love having my squeaky gavel. And everybody has to go around and auction the art and use their squeaky gavel. And that makes for more fun for me anyway. I, I can't argue with it. It's a great game. Yeah, fantastic game. And yeah. I I may go with Rob. I mean, for Kanitsia's auction games is my favorite of those, but yeah, yeah. I can't, I'm not mad at that right, choice. Right, I would agree. I'd go Raw over it, but I, I still like it. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, I like Raw too. I need more plays. So that is my number eight, modern art. Okay, guys, for my number seven... I know that Richie is going to have some sympathy for this, but Clef won't care at all. I have to have a good, I would call this, it's not purely two-player, but it's a two-player game. I have to have this in my collection. Everybody knows that I really like multi-use card games, and so 
I can't not include Matai and I by Carl Chuddick. Wow. Solid choice. After we finally got it down, it is that the learning curve on this game is so high, but once we finally got it down, it's a fantastic game. You're correct, Richie. I can't I can't argue with that. It is a really really a bear to teach. And I know a lot of people like Glory to Rome and I can't fault them for that, but I really like the back and forth of Matai and I and the fact that it goes a little bit quicker because both games are kind of swingy. And you don't know what's going to come out, and those combos can be kind of crazy. And I like in a in a quicker game how that card game can kind of come out, and and you, and you finish it, and you want to play it right away again, just to see what combos you're going to get. So Matai and I is going to be my number seven. Yeah, not not my style of game. That's all there is to it. I'm telling you, Clef, one point might win this list. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, here I think you guys you guys are going to get a point out of this next one. It is probably my my most middle of the road pick, Clef. Here you go. It's a light medium to medium euro depending on how you play it. It's a worker placement. Here it is. It's about grapes. It's viticulture what? with the expansion. Here All we go. All the way That's my down that so far. So low for you, I thought. I know it is. It is. It is. But wow. Uh, uh, it's I, I really do like this game, but I'm kind of, I don't know, there are other ones that I'm itching to play. Now, you're right, six places low for this game. I've lauded it for a long time, but I still love this game. If you give me the choice, I always want to play it on the extended board with all, all the things, meaning the structures and the, the uh, added... Mamas and the papas and the, uh, the four-tier seasons board, right? Right, yeah. exactly, yep. So if I get all those out, that that's what makes me happy. But I, as I said last episode, I think I'm not I'm not sad if I teach this to new gamers. Sometimes I use this like I I taught this to people that had only played Catan and Fresco, and I taught them actually with the expanded board, and it was a lot, but they were able to do it. So, and they and they you know they really enjoyed it. So, again, this is one of my favorites. I, I just get a warm feeling when I play this game. Jamie Stegmeier has worked on it and worked on it and worked on it till he has come up with as he as he has termed it the essential the essential edition. Uh, I, I had this as your number one. Say yeah. so number <laughs> so, one. That makes me feel better at least. <laughs> yeah. We're on the same page, Club. Well, it's my number six. That's Viticulture. So for my number five, you guys who know me, you know that. Uh, I I love euros. That's if he all of a sudden says like I don't know like some like pandemic legacy or something. I'm gonna say Chad was replaced by, a, <laughs> yeah, by another agreed. person that I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Go no, ahead. I'll okay. give you a You're couple taking up my seconds. time. You're taking up my time. But I will tell you now. My number five. This is a designer who, if if you like euros, you probably should have him on your list. Everybody's gonna have a different one because I think it varies widely as to who. Uh, who picks what in his catalog because he has quite an extensive catalog. But my pick for number five has to be Fields of Arl by Uva Rosenberg. Nope. Nope. <laughs> that one on there. You guys, now, wow. come on now. I have picked this pretty high. You you guys have to know, I, I love Uva Rosenberg, and this is probably one of his top ones. Richie, you know this. We 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 are always talking about getting together and playing this game because yeah, Clef I, doesn't like it. I didn't. You know, after you finish your list, I'll give you your real top ten. But 
<laughs> this was Chad's but, fake top ten. Richie will give you the real one. This this is one that could easily be in your top ten. Yes. Right. So here's what I'll say about Fields of Arl. I really like the sandboxy nature. Now, don't get me wrong, because everybody says you either like Caverna or you like Agricola, and that's it. And I like both. I like to have a knife fight in a phone booth, and that's Agricola. Or I like the sandboxy nature of Caverna. But to me, I will say, and this is just me, I will say that Fields of Arl is Caverna all grown up. Okay, so I feel like there's more going on in Caverna and more decision space to do, especially with the expansion. And and it's more fun to play in the sandbox for me. So I love how you can upgrade your tools and then that's going to lead you down a path with, with Fields of Arl. There's plenty to do there, and I also like the seasons and how you have to choose actions within the season, and you can only copy one action between seasons. It's it's really a great game, and actually, I hear a lot of people, I don't play it much solo, but I hear a lot of people who love that game solo just to dive into the sandbox. So I'm going to say Fields of Arl, my number five. Uh, it, it's okay. <laughs> you should play with the expansion. I, I do like yeah. the tea that gets added as the extra resource so i i mean i don't know if that's going to really make a difference for you but I, the expansion does add quite a bit that i like okay because I, I mean i genuinely disliked uh feast for odin and, and caverna just because it was too much i will play fields arl and i have before i mean we've played it a few times so right. i mean it's it's not like it's a no way will i play but yeah good one uh you right now chad are at nine minutes okay well shut up now okay so my number four is a great melange of mechanisms. I really like the blend of them, and that is part of what makes this so interesting. Also, there is an auction mechanism, and that's also attractive. We also had a quiz on this from Clef's episode where he asked us in the game, and I lost it because I, I couldn't remember. But my number four is Keyflower. I really, really love Keyflower. Keyflower is a solid game because I love the the logistics of transporting certain goods to certain areas, building tiles, and I didn't think I would like the, the tile building in this game, but I, I love it. I love the auction of placing different meeples out on the board to claim it. Um, the one drawback I will say... Our friend Bryce Journey, who is in Omaha here and has his own podcast, he... He is right about this. He does not like that game because he does not like that you have to read tiles off of other people's and you have to see across the board. And that can be a problem. So I don't love to do this at more than a, like a three or four player count, even though it plays up to six. But I I do like this game at two and three. It's it's really great to see the back and forth and, and try to vie for these certain tiles. And it's a great game in my opinion. All right, Clef, we're tied up. I had that as your number 10. Uh, I did not have that. I, I had forgotten about that one. But great game. Great pick. I can't argue with it at all. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so number four, Keyflower. Now, for my number three, and this, uh, I, I, I don't think this will get much argument across the table, but my number three, I'm going to lump a couple together here, but this is more recent, and I think these guys are going to get this. This is probably the top top swearing game on my list, but it is Brass by Martin Wallace. And we're going to go with Lancashire and uh, Birmingham. That's my number three on the list. I did not think you liked this game as much as, as Richie and I did. I did not think it would make your top ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did not have it in your top ten. 
Really? You guys? Seriously? I did it. I mean, every okay. time we, we try to play brass every two seconds. Yeah. Like Richie and I are like, hey, let's play some brass. <laughs> I, I want to play brass. I just don't want to play it at 11 o'clock at night when I have to work at 7 the next morning. I'll play Why it not? at 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't care. <laughs> I want to play brass. Oh, shut up. <laughs> okay. So brass is, it really is masterful game design. The interaction, and we've talked about this just recently, but the interaction between players that it fosters and the way that you have to pay attention to what's going on. You can build a strategy, but you sure as shooting better pay attention to what the iron market and the coal market's doing too. Because if you miss out on that, you might miss out on some pretty big plays. I really, really enjoy this game. Now, I will say I'm not I'm not as good as Richie or Clef in this game, but I still enjoy the heck out of it. And I would highly suggest anybody that hasn't played it to really check into it. Well, we know what we're playing after we get done with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> that is my number three, Brass, and that includes Birmingham and Lancashire. So there you okay. go. All right. All right. For my number two, this was super tough, you guys. I can't even tell you. This was agonizing for me. I could flip back and forth, but you know that I cannot have a top ten list without my man, Vital Lacerda. Okay, if if Lisboa wasn't on your list, I was I was quitting the podcast. Throw him, I was right. done. All right. And that is the thing. But I I have a really hard time between Vinos and Lisboa. I settled on Lisboa. Okay, good. I was about to say you better. Yeah. <laughs> I settled on Lisboa because I'm almost as shallow as Richie is, but. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, new Vinos is beautiful. <laughs> they all they all are. God bless Ian O'Toole. Anyway, uh I I love the bank in Vinos as much trouble as it's given me. And that's a great game. But Lisboa has so much going on. Plus the thing that pushes it up above is the multi-use cards. I know there aren't a lot of uses for those cards, but they're there. And so tucking those into your portfolio and moving those around and the joy of that beautiful board with the Azuelos on them, it's it's just, it sings to me. And I have to say, I don't care what y'all say, but that is one of the best, the best instruction manuals, game booklets that I've I've come across. Yeah, no, it was, it was really good. I haven't read it, so I can't comment on that. No, no, I, I did. I learned it from the rule book with no problem. Uh, you have almost four minutes. Oh, all right. So That's you, perfect. You've got plenty of time. So I can go on and on about my my number one so game. I, so, Richie, should we should we try to guess what his number one game is? I, I literally have no clue. How many points well, do you guys have right now is what I want We're tied at three. Yeah, we're tied at three. <laughs> I had, like I had Liz. You had Lisboa at that spot. I no, did not. Okay. No, no, no. I had Lisboa way further down. I had I had Lisboa and I had Tramways and I had Viticulture. Okay. And you had Keyflower, but not Tramways, right? Right. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at. Boy, there are some games that I am just I am in shock or not on the list. Absolute uh, shock. I mean, like I'm assuming that Concordia is not his number one, and I thought Concordia would be in his top ten. <laughs> no, are you serious? I didn't yeah. think Concordia would be his okay. top ten. Okay. Yokohama. You don't I, ever listen to me, by the way, Clint. No, I didn't think Yokohama was. Who loves Yokohama? That is good. I, I thought, do love I Yokohama. I thought Marco, Voyages of Marco Polo would be in Boy, his top 10. I have that that's as good. his number two. Yeah, that's a good game. So I'm going to say that his, that's his number one. Uh, Grand well, Austria Hotel is another one that I thought would that be is on a good game, too. Uh, I'm going to guess his number one game is Imperial Settlers. I had Imperial Settlers, but I, I don't see that being his number one. You, well? If it is, it shouldn't be. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, guess what? We're both wrong. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Here you go. 
This is my number one game, and this is in the past year. But if I take, if I go to a cabin in the woods and I have to take a game, I, oh my God, I'm going to take this game because this game has so much replayability for me. I am so fascinated with this game. I am not very good at it, but man, I love this game. Oh, Gaia Project. Yes, it is Gaia oh, Project. I have, on, I have it on my list, oh, so yeah. I do get a point. It, this, is, this is a really great game. And I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not great at it yet, but I want to tell you, I played Terra Mystica. It was a. It was earlier in my gaming hobby career, whatever you want to call it, and so I I didn't fall in love with it. But B. I saw what I termed to be some faults with it, and Gaia Project cleared those up for me so much. And I know there are a lot of people out there who don't like asymmetry in games, but the asymmetry in this game keeps me coming back for more i want to get so good at it and get better at mastering all the different factions because there are many and the way that they play it is a really interesting game to me and i can't i can't stop thinking about it when i play a game i am thinking about it for a couple days afterwards on how i could have done better well i I mean i had gaia project on his his list i didn't so you 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 got that point so i win um but uh Clef you said, you said I didn't know you as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, on Gaia Project, I agree. It is by far a better version of Terra Mystica. I, you know, not to say that Terra Mystica is a bad game in any shape or form, but I just think Gaia Project is a better game. Now, granted, there's another game that's very similar that I think is even better than Gaia Project that you might be hearing about here in a couple of minutes, but I cannot argue with that. I'm just in shock. I mean, I never would have thought that had been his number one. No, and I mean, more that I think about it, I, it, I should have had it on my list, just the, the amount that he's been going on and on about it. But yeah, I mean, I, we, we did horrible. <laughs> we did pretty bad. <laughs> we we obviously don't really pay attention to Chad. <laughs> we, we've had a lot. We've had a lot of brass on the mind. I yeah, think that maybe that's it's all I ever think about is brass. But I never thought in a million years Chad would have brass on his list. I I'm. I'm glad. I mean, I guess he rated it a six. Okay, so a couple others that I had on my list. Okay. Orleans. Orleans is a good game. Orleans, okay, okay. And then I also had possibly Great Western Trail being on your list. Yep, uh, that that's another great game, and it was tough. Richie, did, you know, I have to say you you came in with Yokohama, and that was that was tough to edge that out. That was tough because I like the route building of that game and those sorts of things, but it didn't ultimately make the list. I also had uh, Trajan. Mm. Yeah, and oh, I, can you believe that I didn't no have any- Steffenfeld yeah. on your yeah, no list? Feld. No, Neff. Wow, no, none. Uh, Russian railroads was another one I had on my list. That was tight too. That almost made it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We we have not been paying attention to you apparently, <laughs> Chad. I, I just want everybody to hear that's, that. That's because he tries to make us play tramways, so we just don't <laughs> want to listen true. to anything he wants to play. <laughs> so heartbreaking. <laughs> All right, good job, Chad. Very very good job. Thank Solid you. list. Well, you had the crazy. Now everybody get ready for the boring because I am straightforward. There is no surprises or anything. If you like medium to, you know, heavyweight euros. No, just medium heavy. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> I am your man to give you a list. If you like anything else, just don't listen to me because I ain't going to give you anything. <laughs> All right. So, um, I did my list just straightforward. I honestly just said these are overall my top 
10 favorite games of all time. These are the ones that if you had to pin me down in a corner and say, which are your favorites, these are my top 10. If I was trying to do a top five games that I was taking to the cabin in a doomsday, that I think would be some different games. For one thing, I'd probably have to play with my family more, so I might have some more family-weighted games. But for right now, straight, no, nothing about it, just straight top favorite 10 games of all time. Does that my, mean my wife would play Gaia Project with me? <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah, luck what? with that. Try to get her to play Tramways. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, I am ready to start the timer and go. All right, my number 10 is a game from Capstone Games. Uh-oh. Haspel Connect. Uh, Haspel Connect. I had a long list for you. I had 14 games. I was okay. on there. And okay. I deleted and it, it, it when I had to get it down to 10. Ah, oh, okay. I did not have this game on at all. I'm That is a surprise. You surprised me, Clap. Woohoo! Okay, that might be my only surprise I give these guys. No, I love Haspel. It's my, it's my favorite Capstone game. And, I mean, I love a lot of Capstone games. Uh, but yep, it is my favorite Capstone game. Really? Uh huh. Yep. See, I would have um, thought Lignum. Yeah, was it, it was. It was right in the. It was in the mix there at the very end, uh, okay. and I just had to finally sit down and say, for some, there's just something about the mechanics of how I like. You know, you can either really heavy go after the coal, or you can go after the buildings. I will say this, as we talked about last week with expansions, the expansion that made it a longer game made it a better game for me because then I felt like there was more to do. And I'll tell you about a game where when you have to get to the end of the year and you have to pay a coin, this may be the tightest economy coin game. You know, I mean, it is so hard to get money. I mean, only buildings are pretty much the only way you're going to get money in the game, and it is tight and tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have like three coins for like the entire game possibly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like the expansion because the industry tiles uh, get mixed up and you really need it in that game. But I really enjoy the game. I liked it when you first taught it to me without the expansion. So I get it. I'm just, I'm surprised. Huh? Okay, good. Well, I'm glad at least I had one surprise. <laughs> All right. My number nine is my Rosenberg game. And yeah, really, this is a hundred percent always has been on my top 10 and that's Lahav. Okay, so I had this for your number 10, but I didn't have it for your number 9. So oh, I get a point here. So close. Once again, it was on my list of 14 games for Ooh. you. But I thought some newer games may have pushed it off the list because I knew it was lower. I I debated it, and there certainly were, like I said, there was probably four or five games that I really had trouble deciding. When I did this top 10, my top six were like, no problem. I mean, I had no question about it. These are my top six. I really had to sit there and and debate on my uh, seven through ten. So tell everybody because we know, but tell uh, tell everybody what the what the game is. Uh, well, Lahav is a well, pretty much it's feed your people game. That's really what you do, <laughs> and then eventually at the end you ship a bunch and you make a bunch of money off of that. But it's a you either you really have two choices in the game. You can either get something off the board, fish or something like that, or you can take an action. And really all that is, so it's, I wouldn't even hate to call it a worker placement game because you only have that single worker, but you could classify it as that. But it's just one of Rosenberg's, to me, it is my favorite Rosenberg game. It is a worker placement game, even with one worker, just like Vitalis Sirtis Gallerist is a worker placement game with one worker. But I will say, 
it's Tom Vassell's favorite uh, Uwe Rosenberg game, and he says it's because, you know, your choices are great. In other words, it's not as punishing as some of the other games that see, Rosenberg has. So the funny thing is, is I don't know if I agree with that because I feel like it's a very extremely tight game, and most players, people, when I first play it with them, they're just like, seriously, I have to got to feed the people again? Yep, you got to feed the people every single round. And the more players you play with, the faster you have to feed the people every single round. Now it's less food. but Yeah, and I, I mean, for me, it's a three-player game. As far as how the turns work, you basically, there's only like one round where you lose a turn, right, with three players. Right, and you are in the majority with that opinion. However, Clef prefers it as a two-player game. You know, it's one of those, I think, the wife and I have played it numerous upon numerous times together and i think maybe it's just my comfort level i mean i would with with two other people who knew how to play it and could play it well i would play it with three players but no more i would never play it with more than right three. and i get that and i would say too about that game and the reason that tom vassal likes it is your choice is always this great thing or this other great thing and there is plenty of that in love you you, yeah. you change your strategy just like we talked about in brass like i can't i can't let go of this because this other okay thing chad is- quiet down now all right number eight <laughs> on my list is now you both have this on your on your list there's no way you don't the voyages of marco polo Okay, Did I do not have it at eight spot. Nope, yeah. I okay. do have it. It's higher. It's, okay, you had a little bit higher. Um, great game, dice, dice worker placement game. Great, uh, where you can you can go after contracts and try to fulfill contracts. You can go do travel, try to get points off of travel. There's just everything about this game just really hits all cylinders with me. the The biggest thing, obviously, is the variable player powers are so amazing. They are so broken and they just you look at other people's player powers and you think oh my god that's amazing and then you look at the next person and you go oh my god that's even more amazing and then the next person says oh more amazing just uh just great the expansion i i like the expansion i could play it without it's not one of those that it's a must i, I enjoy it but i could play it without but it is my favorite by far dice worker placement game. And Richie, you should talk about this because of all of us, you've played it 98 times. So <laughs> you, you're the one. And one four. It, it is a fantastic <laughs> game. <laughs> um, yeah, it is a fantastic game. And yeah, like I said, the expansion is not essential. I do want to try. I did get a little mini expansion imported over with the travel cards. That okay. seems interesting that I definitely want to try out. All right. But yeah, I mean, the player powers in this game are what makes it just a fantastic game how many points you got richie uh it's two to two to three two two maybe do you have two you have three? so far it's been Haspel connect no, lahav marco two. polo two to two okay two to here two. we go okay. go on all right number seven once again i'm sure is probably on both of your lists and this game just once again the mechanisms of how you are trying to decide you know do i take this dice and get these dishes or do i take the five and get you know put a put a uh, a staff member into play and just all the different things you get to do in this game and getting rooms and serving them everything Grand Austria Hotel in the right spot oh, oh no. that's double points Richie five <laughs> so but I the game is it's just I mean I love the the hard decision you have to make of of where you're gonna go because you got to get on that emperor track because if you don't it can be punishing. And I love the fact that sometimes you want to get staff members in a play, but you've got to worry about getting dishes to fulfill your guests and just everything about it just has all those things that just click, 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 click. 
And as I've said many a times in games, it just gives me those, especially when you get like a, a good combo where you do a few things and you hit in there and you get some things, you know, just great, warm, fuzzy feeling. I just love it. This game, this game is flipping great. And I do love this game. I, 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 it almost made my top 10, but it didn't. And I almost had it for you too. So I can't fault that. Great choice. All right. Yeah. Fantastic two player game. Yep, absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Now, like I said, when I put my six together, the, these were the six and there was no question. Now, my number six is an old game, but a brand new game to me. And I am I feel a little embarrassed that it's not as high on my list as it was on Chad's. But my number six coming in, and I will be a little bit more specific, not because I don't like the base game of Brass, but Birmingham is the game that I like better, and so it is my number six, Brass Birmingham. Not only did I have it in the right spot, I have specifically Brass Birmingham for him. Poo. <laughs> hey, I think Rishi's going to crush you here. All right. I had that at number two for you, actually. Oh, yeah. It's 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 great, but it's, you know, I and I don't want it, to, it's new, so I still feel like it, it has some time to kind of see where it will eventually settle. I mean, guarantee it's going to be in my top 10. I can't imagine it ever not being. But, uh, yeah, at this moment, uh, it just it's going to settle into my number six spot. I would talk more about it, but I think people are sick of hearing me talk about brass. So we're going to move on, and I'm ready for my number five. And this is earlier when I said to Chad that uh, Gaia Project is a great game, and I really like Gaia Project. But I really feel like this game is a, I don't even want to say a better version. It's just what I like better. I love fulfilling contracts. I love the whole stock markety type of thing where I can sell and I can get something back, you know, or I can sell it and, and get it, or I can sell it and get money. And anyways, the game I'm talking about, Clans of Caledonia. I love this game. I love the thought processes in it. One of my favorite things about it is how when you get a contract in the first round, you get money. When you do a contract in the second round, it doesn't cost you anything. But then as the rounds go, it starts to cost you money, $5, $10, $15. And it just and you can only have one contract in your thing at a time. And I love just how kind of punishing that is and, and you know, how you're trying to do contracts early and then how punishing it is late. And then also, once again... The variable player powers. I really dig those variable player powers because it makes everybody else kind of have a, 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 you know, a mold where they can kind of go to. Well, I will say that Richie and I both had this game for you, and we both are comparing notes right now. We both had you at the same number. We both had you at number nine with this oh. because we knew that you liked this. And part of the giveaway was the kilt you're wearing right now, but we <laughs> also knew. Do you want to see what's underneath nope, my kilt? Nope, nope, Woo! keep it down. All right. So, so I, yeah, I, okay. So anyway, we both knew that you liked that game and understand why you like the game, but had it a little bit lower down the list. I understand though. I, I do like the, the market manipulation in that game. I do think, though, that something like Gaia Project plays a little bit better at two than Clans of Caledonia does just because of that market manipulation, for mm, instance. Yeah, not for me. But anyways, okay. I got to hurry. Okay. Um, <laughs> number four. Oh, wait, I think sorry. I have your number, your four and up. I think I have in the right order. But let's see. All right. Gosh. All right. Well, certainly Chad doesn't because he has brass up there, too. I Okay. My number four is a game that I have played at least 20 times, probably close to 30. 
I have mostly played it two players with my uh, with my good friend Corey, and this game is my top game from What's Your Game, the publisher. And believe me when I'll say there are a lot of great games from What's Your Game, and so it's tough. Some I mean, like I had Nippon really close to on this list. I had uh, you know I really like Signore. Uh, there's a lot of great games from them, but this is the top, and that is Madeira. It is. Yes, it is. Yep. It's so, all right, Richie is so far nailing this. Richie, you so, got it at number four? I got it at number four. Oh, uh, I had it at number five. Number five. Yep. Nope. Uh, talk about a game where you've got a plan for planning for planning. I mean, there is, you sometimes are placing your, and it's, a, it's kind of a worker placement game with dice. Uh, the dice only have numbers of one, two, and three, and you have different regions you go to. But when you place a guy, a dice on a guy, you might be just placing that there because you need to do a secondary action at the end of the round and just kind of doing that because you need to get there. And I just, everything that comes together, it's tight. It's hard. You get these things they call pirates, which are basically kind of uh, loan points that you have to take. And at the end of the game, if you have one pirate and I have zero pirates, you lose 16 points. Doesn't matter. It's just one pirate, and you get nailed with it. So, and I just really love the tightness of that game. Uh, so, my number four is Madeira. That's a good pick. Yeah, solid game. All right, my number three used to be my number one for a period of time, and this game I have this game I've played forty plus times at least, if if not into the fifties, and just got to play it again the other night. You just um, talked about it in the last episode, didn't you? I probably did. And not only did I get to play this the other night, but I got to play this with the three guys that I play with this the most, the t- uh, two Corys and uh, my friend Ryan. And my friend Corey, uh, uh, the other Corey, I should say, he wins this game 90% of the time when we play this. And pretty much the other Corey wins it about the other 10%. And I won this the other night. So I was pretty pleased with myself. Uh doesn't happen very often, but I still love the game. And anyways, you guys probably want to know what this game is. It's Nations. Richie, did you have this at yeah, number I have three? It at three. Uh, I'm telling you, I know his top four. See, no, look, I, I just put brass higher than he knows it's supposed to be right now. And so that threw me off because I put it at number four. I put Nations at number four. He just doesn't know he's going to put brass at number two sometime. <laughs> I could see brass getting up there. Yes, but, it yeah. will. So obviously, Richie listens to me more. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right, so number three, Nations, and just as we kind of talked about in another episode, it definitely helps for me. I have to play with the expansion. I don't think I could ever go back because one thing, once again, you get more variable player powers, which are the Nations in here, and it's just some other things that are in it. Such a great game. Right, but that's because you played like 40 times. So, I mean, if somebody were to play 20 times, they might not necessarily need that expansion. Am I right? Uh, no, no, I definitely think people could play this game without the expansion. Just for me, I'm saying I definitely. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my number two, um, just a game that I love this game. And when the expansion came out, it vaulted it up and just has moved it in the number two slot. And I, once again, will play this. I, and this is one I'll play with two players, three players, four players. I've never tried it at five, but I'd even probably try it at five. And that's Lorenzo Il Magnifico. You got it in the right spot once again. I hate it. you, Richie. <laughs> I, 
I'm just, I just like I said to everybody, I'm just so boring. This is I, I just these are the games that I love, and I love these mechanisms. And I would like to throw somebody a curveball and say, oh, you know, my new favorite game is uh, Clank in Space or whatever. But it's not. They just those <laughs> games just I well I like some of those games. They just are never going to hit my top ten. You are a medium weight Euro guy, and that's okay. Yep. That's okay. That's what you like. So if I put it at number three for you, not quite number two because brass but but yes it is a good game and i will say also that with the expansion it went astronomically up for me yep it's that's for sure it's all right yeah it's fine (laughs) it's okay game right i think i i think i've played it a couple times it's okay you don't fool me yeah (laughs) better scratch that one off okay moving on uh number one played it 40 plus times would not I just do not think I could ever get sick of this game. A new expansion is coming out for it that I'm looking forward to, but I don't even know if I'd ever say that I need it. But my number one, Alexander Fister, Great Western Trail. I got that. I also have that. Yes. I was yeah. going to say, if you guys didn't have that, that's it's just, I don't know what else I can say about the game. I just love everything about it. It just, it works for me. Um, yeah, I wish the building strategy was more of an option but, you know, whatever. It's it's kind of like Mombasa and then the book track. I, I can still just, I like the game even without maybe thinking that every part of it's perfect. It, I don't know. It it just, everything just flows so well together and that's it. Great Western Trail. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's just a fun game. And we fall into these traps, I will say, that we think that everything, every game has to have an opposite balance strategy. It doesn't always have to be that way. You just have to have some interactivity into getting to that strategy. Right, right. So so that's okay. And I really like Great Western Trail, too, even though that didn't make my top ten. I will almost always play that game. It's it's a really great game. And and a part of the fun game, I've had a lot of games where my opponents will try to do the building strategy and it's like it's like almost a challenge like where we're trying it and that's just another piece of the game that makes it fun for me so yeah uh i don't have anything else to say my number one is great western trail oh i have 55 seconds left i'll continue to talk about great western trail (laughs) (laughs) uh so i don't know what do you guys think obviously richie you win that no question yeah about yeah, it. yeah definitely how I, many points did you have on that one i gotta know it might take him a little bit to add them up <laughs> i have nine points on that i will say the only one i got right for two for the right placement was number one with great western trail but i, I got nine points 13 points okay so he beat me by four there that's yeah, interesting not that bad we'll see we're gonna get an aggregate score here so. okay all right well that is mine and now oh, oh now i thought newton would have cracked the top 10 where did you have newton I had it at nine. Okay, I had Newton. No, I'm sorry. At, I had it at I had it at ten. Sorry. Okay, I had Newton at seven. What what happened there, Clap? Uh, Newton was number eleven. It was very, very, very close. Um, I just really thought about you know I had to decide between Newton, Haspel Connect, and Lahav, and I just feel like that you know Lahav longer and Haspel Connect. There's just a little bit something, just a tiny bit. But you know, tomorrow you could ask me, and and Newton could be number nine, and you know whatever something else could be off the list so uh, yeah all right solid okay. list solid list was there was there anything else that you guys had on your list that you thought possibly could have made my 10 um you know what i saw the box out and you didn't 
You didn't include it. I saw the box out on the table over there, and you didn't include Brussels. I actually, yeah, I pulled it out to play it because I, and it was a thought process once again. And it, it's not terrible at two, but it kind of falls a little flat with two. It scales because the the you put those brackets in. But I can understand because you're dealing with the auction still there. Uh, yeah, the auction and then also like those top buildings. Uh, you put two people up there sometimes and, you know, one other, somebody else just puts one up there. You're getting one of your guys taken to jail and it just was a little tight. Yeah, it gets a little wonky at two, you know, having to place those blocking pawns out there. And it's right. definitely better at higher player count. Right. So that I think that's why for me, you know, I, considering I play most games at two or three, I think that's why it dropped down a little bit. Okay, fair enough. All right, Richie. All right, here, here we, we go. go. So we actually talked about this game tonight because Clef was trying to convince me to allow him to play this game. And I just really, after hearing his list, I just don't see this appealing to him at all. And that is Mansions of Madness, second edition for my Ooh. number 10. Wow. I don't have this. I thought you, I, I know you had this on your list previously, but I'm surprised you kept it on. I, I love the game. It is a game that just, you will have stories. Every game that I've played of it, I, I can remember. I know what happened in it. And it is a dice chucker. You're going to be chucking a lot of dice. The addition of the app really just takes us to a whole nother level. If you've played first edition and you didn't like it, I would highly recommend you at least try second edition because with the app running everything, it makes a huge difference. It is highly enjoyable. And if you like cooperative games and if you like uh, solving puzzles and that type of thing, it is a fantastic game. Uh, but Clef is not allowed to play it. I played once, and I would agree that I, I, I'll definitely play again, but I think you're right. Clef won't enjoy it, and so we'll Why just play we it together. Why don't let Clef make that decision? For, okay, I probably won't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Maybe. Maybe we'll allow it to happen. We'll see. I'm trying to be a more well-rounded gamer. Yeah, keep trying. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that was my number 10, Mansions of Madness, second edition. For my number nine, we won't have to talk about this long because all three of us have talked about it tonight, and that is, oh, Clef, what do you want to play? Uh, I kind of want to play Brass right now. That's right. Brass Birmingham. Oh, you guys. Like, I had this way higher for both of you. What uh, what happened? I had a bit, <laughs> I had you at seven for this. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's brand new. Cracking the top 10, I mean, that's huge. And I've done my top 100. So I, climbing all the way up that list, I think, is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get into it because we've talked about it at nauseum at this point. And go back a couple episodes and you can hear Clef gush about it. So this is... At least as of right now, the only triple crossover. Right. That is true. It's just weird that it's so low for both of you because I feel like whenever I talk to you guys, you guys are like that Muppet character where you just do the yip, 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 and it's the brass. It's like, that's just partly because it's still so new. I guess, but what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're ninth right. game. Yeah, <laughs> still out of, of all time. The, yeah, out of all okay. the games we play. I'm sorry. I just I I have and, a hard time separating. And that will be our only triple crossover because that's the only game that I crossed over with Chad was Brass. That's the only one. That's true. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and so for my number eight, this is a game that I knew wouldn't be on either one of your lists. Uh, Clef thought it was going to be on Chad's list, uh, but Concordia, which is. I mean, by far the driest possible theme, but the game itself is fantastic. You have, it's so easy to teach. It's so easy to play, but there is depth there. And I actually had just started up a game with uh, Jake and Jordan on uh, Badaju. And it, it one of those games that no matter what, I'll play. If you throw it on the table, 
doesn't matter what map we're on i will play it and i'm just excited that they continue to release expansions for this uh and it, it just getting a lot of support so i had it on his list i just had it a little bit higher right i put it at number four but i i have to agree now it is oh did we both, both have it yep, okay we it both had it at number four yeah. so I think that I, I, I do own this game and I do love that all the different maps they put out and it really does change the game. I feel like this game for me is my Brussels sprouts, meaning like I play it. I really like it, but I it's almost like it's good for you game. You know, like I, it is a really good game. I like it, but I, 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 I see like the mechanisms and go, oh, yeah, I should like this more than I do. And I don't. I think I'm I'm. This is weird, but I'm going to agree with Chad. Oh, my God. I, I feel the same way. It's it's an, it's an a good game, and it has some great mechanics. But it just, yeah, it's like, okay, I'll play it if if, if somebody else, everybody else wants to play it, but right. I'm never going to say, hey, let's play this game. Right. Do you like? Do you have some hollandaise sauce with that Brussels sprouts? Yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel very uncomfortable with you two agreeing, so we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> to my number seven. Uh, which was mentioned not too long ago because uh, the same designer designed Clef's number one, Alexander Pfister, and that is Mombasa. Do you Ooh, have that on there? Mombasa. I definitely had it on there. I had it two spots higher, though. I thought about close. it. I did not. Uh, so, yeah, this is one where I just love all. It's just a box of mechanic, or mechanisms, and they all just flow really well for me. And, and we've talked about this uh, in past episodes and, you know, as far as the book track possibly being broken although i i have one that way it's just a little tougher but yeah fantastic game and it is something that you should try to track it's back in print now right I think it's back uh, in print. i've owned it for so long i don't pay any yeah. attention i think it's back in print now so pick it up give it a shot alexander fister is a fantastic designer it's i mean all of his games are are great so that would be from eggert spiel i think yeah and i would i would say let's definitely play that Next time we're not playing brass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, definitely. Okay, so we're on to my number six, which the first time I played this game, I played it at five players, and I was in as soon as they started pulling out the little miniatures and they said I could get a giant scorpion and have it on my team, and that is Kemet. Got it, got it. <laughs> uh, Kemet is an area control game where, and it's an aggressive area control area control game and that's why i love it because after i mean on turn one you can be in someone's face fighting and we've played it all three of us right together yeah I think absolutely we played it once right yep. and this was one that chad was asking to get to the table which once again the theme of games that chad should not be asking to get to the table this one should be on that list i'm if i'm not mistaken it might be the first game i ever played with you oh uh, yeah no because right. i was that's so impressed when you pulled yours out you had your the tiles all in these nice little sleeves that you know like a like a baseball card sleeve thing and i was like yep. man this guy's come prepared he's ready to play <laughs> i just want you to know this sounds like a first date explanation <laughs> When I first, when we first, you had all of your stuff sleeved, and it was so, I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, it was, that, it was that love a, at first sight. <laughs> that is a must for this game, too. You got to pimp it out a little bit. You got to laminate uh, all the player aids. Got to get those sheets for the, the power tiles so you can just easily set it up and go. So, uh, I'm glad I impressed you with that. <laughs> all right, so that's Kemet for my number six. For my number five. Uh, it is uh, Orléans. Ooh. Got it. Oh, I did not have this one. Oh, oh really? Come on. I'm yeah. surprised. I, I don't know why. I just, I was trying, I think with you guys, I was trying to fit brass in because you, 
Jeff made our top ten brass. Just brass, 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 brass. It bumped a lot of stuff out. We like it, but we still like other games. So Orleans is a bag builder. I have the deluxe edition, which I'm happy to own. Although I saw the other day, uh, Suzanne from the Dice Tower put up that she was shocked to see. I mean, there people are putting them up for sale for like 200 bucks. It's ridiculous right now. Yeah, and it's making it really hard for me not to sell my copy. But <laughs> that's two boxes of board games. I just a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could just get I, I might. I might do it. But <laughs> just buy the regular version. Because no matter what, if you throw, whether it's the deluxe version or regular Orleon, I'll play it. I don't care. It is just fun to get those different combos. There's so many different expansions out there. And I have the nice insert from uh, Meeple Realty for this one. But I can't. I still can't fit everything in there because I bought all the expansions for it. Fantastic game. Definitely check it out. My number four, which I thought was Chad's number one. Both both me and Clef thought this was Chad's number one. And that is Viticulture. Mm, I had it at number three. Missed it by one. I had it five. With the Tuscany or with all the expansions. Right, because you framed your board. So there you go. Not playing (laughs) with the baseboard anymore. Uh, So yeah, for me personally, I always play with the Mamas and the Papas, Structures, the Extended Board, and the Advanced Visitors. And then that's it. That's my preferred way to play it. So I assume you're talking about adding in all the cards because there is the cards from Uwe Rosenberg including the more visitors, which is also interesting. But then recently as a response to the argument that you could win the game without producing much wine or fulfilling much orders, Jamie Stegmeyer came out with the visitors from the Rhine Valley expansion with Tito Lorenz, I think it was, and and helped with that, right? Right. And I mean, both of them, whether you're playing with just that deck, because if you play with that deck, you take out all the other visitors. Uh, either way, because we just played with that deck for the first time, me and Jessica, and it, it was great. So it brought in a lot of more interesting uh, strategies to go after. I cannot argue with you on this one. Obviously, I had it in my top 10. And the thing about this game is I can play it in so many different situations i play it with new players i told you like i just played it with that couple that had only really played Catan and fresco and they they you know they were really working at it on the extended board but they had a great time and i just think there's a relaxing vibe there's so much engine building that feels like your own and that you're doing your own thing (sighs) what a great game i agree definitely so all right, let's move on to my number three, which is The Voyages of Marco Polo. Bing, bing. Do you have it at three? Yes. No. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, we've already talked about it. We just talked about this, so I won't go into great depth. I'll just repeat what I said. The player powers in this are what make this game. So give it a shot if you get a chance, and we will move on to my number two, which is... This was one that I I know I knew would not be on Chad's, but I thought the 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 predecessor would be on Chad's list, which was Imperial Settlers. And my number two is Fifty First State Master Set. Ding 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 ding. Okay, you had it too in the right spot. Yep. Okay. Well, technically, right, this isn't necessarily the predecessor, although the Master Set come came after Imperial Settlers. Right, the Master Set, which they did change quite a bit. They really streamlined it and basically made it Imperial Settlers with 
uh, you know, post-apocalyptic theme on it. Right. It was hard for me not to put Imperial Settlers on this list, but there were just too many other games that came before it with the multi-use cards. But I can't argue with you. Well, and it, I mean, once again, that's one of those games that you should not like because this is in your face. I'm coming over to your village and I'm going to burn it down and take all of your stuff. <laughs> and that's what I love about this game. That's how I love to play it. And with 51st State, I love the changes that they made. Um, one of the biggest ones, and I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And I'll always play Imperial Settlers. doesn't matter which one you put on the table for me. Um, this is just my preferred one. But I love the race to 25 points rather than the set number of rounds. That's true, because Richie does lean over the table and breathe in my face when we play this game, and so it is very much in my face. But I still, <laughs> I still like the game. I, pretty much when he was describing it, I thought, "Yep, that's Richie." <laughs> <laughs> that is right. All right, and uh, let's move on to my number one, Clef. What's my number one? I think your number one. This is going to be tough. I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say, I think my number two is your number one. That is correct, Lorenzo Il Magnifico. And this is really one where the expansion shot it up to number one. Oh, by far. Yeah. The addition of the fifth tower, the auction at the very beginning for the different player powers. Oh, this game is fantastic. Anytime, any place, I will play this game. And it's definitely one of the games that will be in my collection forever. And I, oh, I just tracked down Uh uh, plastic dice for it. They're coming in from the UK. Oh. I ordered three sets. Okay. Cost me about 15 bucks. Okay. Might be a little pricey for three dice, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, hey, hey, you got to bling out your favorites. That's right. You said so that. Okay. I think I, and I'm excited to get those in. Uh, yeah, this is just a fantastic game. We've already talked about it, so I'll stop going on about it. But number one, Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Obviously, it's my number two, so I'm definitely not arguing with it. That was not a surprise for me. I actually really like this game, although it did not make my top 10, but I had it as Richie's number one. So, all right. So, we're going to add up right now. That was it. Everybody's. We're going to well, add hold on. up. So, first. how many did you get for Richie? Let's let's figure out Richie's. I got interest. nine points for Richie. I got 11. Okay, good job. I, did you have anything that you thought was going to be on Richie's list? Oh, right. Because I, I had nine out of his 10. Okay. That's the solid. only one I missed was the Mansions of Madness. And I uh, honestly, I didn't know that 10th game. And I threw in Bora Bora just because it was the only thing that came to my mind. I don't even think that's probably close. but No, that's probably in my top 50. Yeah, but I just I couldn't think of anything else. So uh, The ones that I had on my list, I had three others on my list. I had Tammany Hall. That's my number 12. Okay. I had Newton, because you did rate it really highly and talk about actually getting a larceny uh, conviction from breaking into Glass <laughs> house. So that It's in my top 25. Okay. Uh, and then I had Roll for the Galaxy. Ooh. It's in my top 15. Okay. It's close. Right. Uh, okay. you, first... you, you were closer with your extra three picks than I was with Bora Bora, because yeah. I like I didn't think about Tammany Hall. I would have certainly put that there. My first one out. You blanked it out. That's <laughs> a bad memory. Yeah. Uh, my first one out is my favorite What's Your Game game, and that's Nippon. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew that that had to be somewhere Honestly, close. I probably should have put Nippon on there because I really actually thought that would be on there. That is a good huh. game. Yeah. And the only reason I don't like to play it a lot with you is because you played it like 95 times. Like, <laughs> whatever. Blah, blah, How are you going to get better? Whatever the heck it is. You got to get better. Why wouldn't you want to play? Yeah. I <laughs> Probably. I just don't like to play online. Whatever. All right. We can play that right. in real life. Okay. okay. <laughs> so now you want to add up our total number of points that yes, we got. Yes, exactly. Okay. So 
So I know what mine is. I, I got a perfect score on mine. I had nailed every one of my top tens. On, oh, <laughs> no. oh, yeah, we that's, count that's our own? It. No, we're counting each other's, your total aggregate scores for each other. Well, Chad, you really jacked up <laughs> my score. I threw a wrench in it for you guys. <laughs> uh, I, had, I had 18, nine between the both of you. I had okay. 17. Hold on. Did I really score that lowly on Chad's? <laughs> Chad, that's that's the thing. The way that Chad did his list, he just uh, we're out of the running here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I only got four points on Chad. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, so I only got a total of fifteen. I think that's fair. I think you need to listen to me and pay attention to me more. I need to pay attention to you less. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I, so you're saying you know us better because you threw some curveball crazy no, list no, no, on no, us. No, no. <laughs> those those games are legitimately good games for me i have them high on my list so and i will say like i know you guys are surprised by steagle for for instance we talked about reviewing that in our suite of trick-taking games i knew when we played that a couple times that i would put that at, at a six when when i played it, it, it that was a great game for me see so. I, just, I mean and i will never argue with anybody's top 10 because it is your top 10 and how you feel but i just it shocks me to say that you would pick a game like that over, say, like the Voyages of Marco Polo. It's true. I understand that. But I can just play Steakilm with any crowd so often and over and over and, and just have a really great time. Like I said, I'm not a big Take That fan, but that card game with the trick-taking element really, really lends itself. So, mm. I don't right. know. All right. That does right. You're wrong. Well, <laughs> you're wrong about your own top ten, but all right. So here's the, here's the takeaway element. I I and I can't I can't do this for me, right? But I can say if you are a if you like medium weight euros to sometimes medium heavy euros, then you're with Clef. If you like Omni, if you're more of an Omni gamer and you like some Ameritrash thrash slash thrash type stuff. Then maybe you want to listen to Richie, and then I guess I don't know what whatever every, anybody is saying about me. I, I would like to point <laughs> out, Richie has Mansions of Madness, and otherwise it's all Euro games. Yeah, let's say I, <laughs> most of mine are Euros. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But Richie will play co-ops. That's one thing. This is true. I mean, if you expand out to my top twenty-five, that you it would be more Omni. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, not me. i i think if you expand out to my top 25 and i had a tough time with this because there are certainly some really good party games that i like i like crosstalk a lot i like uh, decrypto um you know games code names you know i love code names those games are certainly good games but i just when i'm talking my favorites they just don't quite crack a list when i would be talking about my favorite games now if we were going to go with the doomsday scenario, I'd probably take code names with me because I'd probably be playing mostly with my family and you know, they're going to want to play something that they know and can understand a little bit better. Right. And, and by the way, cause I, I told you about that. Will you back me up on that podcast? I will a hundred percent back you up. Uh, if you want to hear a really, really good interview, both the Ian O'Toole and the Cole Worley interview, I mean, amazing i mean yeah. not only was he a good interviewer but i mean they are really two interesting guys guys you've had our lists you've heard it all you can check in with us and you can kind of make some decisions as to who you might align with best yeah so let's should we th- we'll throw that up on the guild now it's not going to be like our drafts where we obviously tried to 
sneak in there and snake other games that we might thought of other people there. So this is just straight up maybe who you just, which list you kind of um, relate to the most, which probably should be mine. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> We're going to be like Team Chef, Team Clef, Team Richie. <laughs> and put up your own top ten. I definitely yeah. want to see those. Yes, I absolutely. Love we love that kind of stuff. And and if you think one of our games in our top ten is is terrible and it should never be there, you know, go ahead and say that. You're and, not going to hurt our feelings. Yeah. We love talking about that kind of stuff yeah. too. Unless you try to definitely. say brass is terrible, and then I'm going to have fighting words with you. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be at boardgamegeek.com at guild three two two seven. And in addition, if you want to get on our Slack chat and join more talk about games that we like or we dislike or that we're going to talk about or future topics, you can get on our Slack chat and shoot us an email at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can get on our Twitter and hit us up at punchboarders, or you can get a, get on Facebook and uh, check out our page at punchboardparadise.com or Instagram at Punchboard Paradise. So hey gang, thanks for joining us for this extended look into who the heck these punchboarders are. And next time, we're going to have a review for you. We're not sure what that's going to be, but we're going to have a really good review. Can we review Brass? Nope. <laughs> what about right. Brass Birmingham? Nope. Yeah. No, we did that. Ooh. No. What about nope. Brass? All right, good night everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Hey, have a great night. Bye-bye.